Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who proves you don't have to be a fanatic to be fit, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we looked at the power of gratitude on both your mental and physical health. This week, we're going to look at ways you can help stick to reach whatever your exercise goals. In both 2020 and 2021, of all the people surveyed who set New Year's resolutions, a full 50% of them wanted to exercise more. Now, of course, the data for 2021 is not in yet, but for 2020, 35% of all people kept 100% of their exercise goal. 49% kept some of their exercise goal, which is not bad. 16% kept none of their exercise goal, which is not great. But, you know, the fact that 49% kept some of it is better than nothing. But I feel certain that the 49% and the 16%, they didn't set out to not reach their entire exercise goal. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some things that might help these people and you, if you are in that situation, to reach your exercise goals. Now, first, we have to look at what groups you're in, because when it comes to behavioral change, there's... And some people say five, some people six. There's really about five stages. One is the pre-contemplation stage. Now, if someone's in the pre-contemplation stage, that means they're not even thinking about it. They don't want to exercise. They don't see any reason for it. They've got their excuses for exercise or whatever. So those are not the people that we're talking to. Then you've got the people in the contemplation stage. They're thinking about it. They're not doing anything about it yet, but they're thinking, you know, maybe I really ought to exercise a little more. Next to the people in the preparation stage, they're not just thinking about doing some exercise. They're actually making some plans to do some exercise. Then there's the people in the activity stage. Those are ones that are maybe not as frequently as they want to, but they are actually doing some exercise. They're getting out. They're doing some things. And finally, there's the people in the maintenance stage. That's the ones that they've got their groove. They do their exercise on a regular basis. And for the most part, they are compliant with exercising. So it's the people mainly in the activity and the maintenance group that I'm wanting to talk to. And maybe the preparation and contemplation group as well. First, we need to look at how do you view yourself when it comes to reaching goals? If you have a, what they call a high self-efficacy, that means normally you can set a goal and you're internally motivated enough to get out and do what it takes to get the goals. If that's you, I suggest you re-listen to episode five, how to set and reach exercise goals, set a good goal, set a good reward, and you should be fine. But for the rest of us, we have a slightly lower self-efficacy, which means that we mean well, we really want to get out and do the exercise, but it's easy to let things sidetrack us. For instance, I'm, for the most part, quite motivated to exercise. I like to go out, I like to get, get the workout done. But yesterday, it was a cold, yucky, dreary, rainy day. It was spitting a little bit of snow. It was just not a good day. It was a lazy day, and I wanted to be lazy. So I sent a, a text out to my exercise group saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here. We'll do the exercise if you want to. But if you want to take the day off, well, some people responded, well, we could take the day off. One of my uh, exercise partners, they were like, well, you know, I really need to exercise. 
And I thought, you know, I really need to exercise too. I was kind of hoping for something a little easier, but I knew that I needed to exercise. So they came over, we did the exercise. Had it not been for them, I probably would have just gone for about a one mile walk and maybe burned a hundred calories, not gotten my heart rate up as it was. I did a high intensity interval workout, which was something I enjoyed doing after I got started, burned about 300 calories, got the heart rate going, had some better cardiorespiratory benefits from it. So what does this tell you? Accountability partners are crucial to meeting and keeping your exercise goals for most people. So what is an accountability partner? It's somebody or something that will help you to reach your exercise goals. It can be electronic. Some people do great with the fitness tracker. Some people do great with uh, just recording their data. My wife has a fitness tracker that set a goal for 8,000 steps. She is at almost 800 days consecutive of getting her 8,000 steps. And it's not because she really wants to get to 8,000 steps every day, but it's because that little electronic device gives her the accountability that it'll know if she didn't do it and then she'd have to start over and have wasted a, a 800 day streak. It can be real, but not a person. For instance, my dog will remind me when it's time to go for a run. He loves to go out and run for a couple of miles. And if he hears the word run, he goes crazy. So he wants to me to take him out for a run and he will beg until I give in, even if I'm not really motivated to go that day. So it's a tremendous accountability partner. However, most of us are going to pick people as accountability partners. Now, there's some things to look at for when you're selecting an accountability partner. First is it needs to be somebody that you can get along with. If you're going to work out for half an hour a day with somebody and you can't stand them, it's going to be really hard to show up for the workout. Another thing to think of is do you want one accountability partner or a group of accountability partners? I personally have always found that a group works better for me because even if one person in the group has a conflict, usually there's someone else there that will show up for the workout so that you don't scrub the whole workout and they don't help you in your own laziness. Let's look at some other advantages of accountability partners. One thing is it gets some variety because not everybody likes to do the exact same workout. Um, I know groups that get together and they rotate around to see who is in charge of planning the next workout. So if you're not specifically training for one particular thing, that's a great way to add some variety to your workouts and keep things mixed up a little bit. Another good thing of accountability partners or working out in a group or at least more than one person, especially if you're going to do something outside, is safety. We've all heard the old adage, there's safety in numbers, and that's because it's true. When you're exercising by yourself, there's all kinds of things that could happen. You could get sick. You could get injured. You could get accosted by an unfriendly person. You could get accosted by an unfriendly animal. And all of those situations are going to have a much better outcome if there's more than just one person involved. Another thing about working out with a group of people or with at least an exercise accountability partner is the encouragement you get. You always get just a little bit better of a workout. You can walk a little farther, run a little farther, lift a little more, um, do whatever. You can always do just a little bit more whenever somebody else is with you. And part of it's because they keep your mind off of it. You know, you're talking back and forth and you're not concentrating on the fact that you are exercising. And part of it is just a sense of camaraderie and competition. You know, you don't want to be the first one that quits every time, especially if you're pretty evenly matched with the other person. So you'll walk a little longer, you'll lift a little more, you'll do whatever, just to keep yourself from looking bad. So bottom line, if you want to reach your exercise goals and maybe exceed your exercise goals, 
An accountability partner is a great idea. It can be a virtual accountability partner, and that can either be one of the fitness trackers that you track what you've been doing and keep up with your goals. It can be a person that doesn't live close to you that you communicate with on a daily or weekly basis, and you talk with them about what you've done for your fitness goals. It can be a personal trainer. Every time you go in for a session, of course, they're going to ask you how you did on your accountability goals. It can be a four-footed friend. You know, your dog can make sure that you want to, it wants to go for a run and that needs to get exercised. So you need to take it for exercise. Or it can be just a friend or some acquaintances or a group of friends that you do workouts with on a regular basis. Any variety of an accountability partner will improve your workouts and make your workouts just a little funner, which would make your fitness funner, which is the purpose of this podcast. That's going to do it for this week. I hope you'll tune in next week. We're going to discuss a really neat idea. And yes, there is pun intended there. You'll just have to tune in and see what I mean about how you can maintain your fitness. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.